Welcome to Parenting Bites with Rebecca Levy. We talk about the intersection of parenting and technology. Everything you need to know about raising kids in the digital age. This is Parenting Bites. Hi, welcome to Parenting Bites. This is Rebecca Levy of KidsViews.com. I'm here in the studio today with Amy Oztan of SelfishMom.com. Hello. And Andrea Smith, technology journalist, guru extraordinaire. Hello. Hello. (laughs) On this hot, steamy New York summer day. We are in the studio today. We have a call-in guest that we're super excited about. Dr. Michelle Borba is going to join us today to talk about her new book, Unselfie, Why Empathetic Kids Succeed in Our All About Me World. It's a new book that she wrote, which is, I think, fascinating, all about how to teach empathy and kindness and what we're losing in this sort of self-obsessed selfie culture and how to combat that as parents. Not get rid of it, but like Mm -hmm. combat it so that your kids can do that. So she's going to be joining us on the phone. And our second topic today, because everyone's still obsessed, is (laughs) Amy's update on Pokemon Go because she has now spent a solid week doing nothing but play Pokemon Go, I think. Catching them all. And and I should qualify that by saying I've played it mostly from my couch, so it's okay (laughs) to hate me. Like, I'm just, I'm in a target-rich environment. All right, so Amy has her Pokemon Go update, and um, I don't know, I think the world, this is going to last a lot longer than I thought, Pokemon Go. Um, And then we'll have our Bites of the Week. Talking tech, apps, entertainment, and issues around parenting the digital generation. This is Parenting Bites with Rebecca Levy. So we are super excited today to have Dr. Michelle Borba on the line with us. Hi, Dr. Borba. Hello. Thank you for being with us today. Oh, I'm so excited to talk about this, my favorite topic in the whole wide world, and talking <laughs> to women, how best can we do this, huh? Yes, exactly. So we, I have to say, when I got sent your book, Unselfie, Why Empathetic Kids Succeed in Our All About Me World, it totally struck a chord. Um, I have two 14-year-old girls, and I think watching how things like Instagram... Um, Well, I'm just going to say Instagram, because that's really the big one, (laughs) are shaping their social development um, and their perception of their friends, celebrities, all that sort of super celebrity culture and realize, you know, and trying to like bridge that gap between a teenager's natural inclination, which is like me, 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 um, and then this hyper focused, you know, amplification of that through social media. This book was so interesting to me and so smart about how to combat that and really kind of step in as a parent and help them, you know, maintain empathy, build empathy and kindness in a world that's really bombarding them with the opposite message. Oh, I'm so glad you picked that up. This has been a 10-year project because I have been so concerned about it myself. I actually flew all around the world and I'm finding in the more industrialized countries, empathy is starting to really dip. And I think you nailed one of the one of the reasons is that our kids are so focused on a screen as opposed to each other, or they're texting as opposed to talking. And what we've seen in just the last 30 years is a 40% drop in incoming college freshmen's empathy, with a 58% increase in narcissism. Mm-hmm. That is scathing is the benchmark of real civilization and humanity and raising good people is empathy. So I'm going to jump in here for a second because my son is much older now and um, and I've seen, uh, I live in the suburbs and, and I know that a lot of this has to do with screens and digital and using um, Instagram and Facebook and social media and not 
communicating, but I, I also just have this nagging feeling that some of this is just due to um, raising entitled kids. And, yeah. and and how does that play in? Because I see, you know, even younger kids who aren't using screens, there's no empathy because their parents are always telling them they're, they're perfect yeah. and what they want is the most important thing that matters and nobody else counts. Well, you're absolutely right. When I started looking at that scathing statistic, by the way, the biggest drop hit around the year 2000. So then you rewind and you go, so mm-hmm. what the heck happened around the year 2000? A number of things, and it isn't just social media. We are raising the I am special kid, and we started giving trophies to every child. We started mm-hmm. to move from further and further to the, to the left where we saw success as only very, very narrow as the definition of a GPA, and we didn't start emphasizing how kind are you today, or when they walk in our doors, our first question is what you get, as opposed to how you doing with your friends, and so it, it really starting to make a difference. Our discipline became very quick fixed as time out. It was the one, two, three model, where all of the research is saying the best thing is yes, do discipline. But the most important thing is to pull the child aside afterwards and say, how would you feel if that happened to you? So what are you going to do differently? Mm. And as a result, we started really raising a me generation as opposed to a we generation. And empathy is all about we, not me. So the bottom line to this is it isn't just one factor. I saw numerous things in each chapter cites. Here's the reasons why. But I think what we really got to keep on board is that Empathy can be cultivated. It's not an innate trait that is due to temperament or DNA. And we really uh, may be failing our kids by not intentionally tuning up their empathy abilities. And as a result, they're going to be shortchanged out there in the real world because empathy is the real seeds of true success, true happiness, really solid relationships, getting them the employment edge because that's what, what employers are looking for. An employer who can step into the shoes of the client and go, How would I feel if I were the client? Mm. What does he or she need? It's funny, it's almost like um, a throwback to Dale Carnegie, sort of that idea of, you know, those basic sales tips of listening and, you know, and mirroring and all that stuff (laughs) that you hear from salesmen. And, you know, I also wonder, last night was the first night of the Republican convention, and we've talked on the show before about how to talk to your kids about this election in particular, when there seems to be such a lack of empathy <laughs> and, and so vitriol. And, yeah, and vitriol and so much discussion about us versus them. Um, how would you approach that from, from this sort of um, empathy standpoint? My head is nodding so hard <laughs> my neck. Uh, yeah, but well, first of all, I think well, let's backtrack for just a minute and then we're going to go to the election. The first most important thing we need to realize is other than empathy can be cultivated, it's made up of nine habits. And they're kind of like in a developmental sequence. I I found that we're looking at empathy going, it's this evasive thing that all we need to do is do a once-in-a-lifetime lecture about it or a worksheet about it. I had this one little third grader who I was looking all over classrooms, and he says to me when he's doing this fabulous empathy activity, he goes, empathy is a verb, you know. I looked at it and went, you're so smart. And what does that mean? Knowing exactly where he was coming from. It means you got to do it and you got to feel it in order to get it. You can't do it as a word of the month. And I'm going, oh, bravo to a third grader. That's exactly it. So first step, 
is, yes, you already nailed it. We've got to start actively listening to our kids because the first habit is emotional literacy. To be able to read how another person is feels, you can't be have the empathy or be supportive or comforting unless you go, oh, he looks frustrated or oh, he looks like he needs a friend. We do a lot better job with our daughters than we do with our sons, mm-hmm. apparently, oh, interesting. because our, our daughters are far better in emotional literacy. But the second habit goes through the election. And that is, we've got to instill in our kids moral identity. And that is, here's what we stand for in this house. Yes, they may be talking like that outside our house, but that isn't how we are. We are caring people who say things that do the right thing and make people feel good as opposed to feel bad. There are going to be people who don't do that. Let's talk about who those people are. Listen to them. Okay, now, what are we going to do in our house? Uh, I interviewed so many kids when I was writing this book who I consider to be really change makers or altruistic children, and that's the chapter nine, and how do you get to that level where kids want to make a difference in the world? And every one of them said their parents always sat down with them from a very early age and talked over and over again on what they stood for, and every one of them said they had a mantra in their house. We always do the right thing, or we're the helping Johnson family or whatever. And as a result, the kids said, My mom or dad kept repeating that same mantra, and it became me. So you develop what really inside your child, this caring mindset that's going to be able to revoke anybody else out there who refutes it. And they can pick up certain candidates who aren't being the caring mindset kind of a people and go, oh, she's not being a caring mindset person, or he's not being a caring mindset person. I think that's really critical. One little girl said it was the most important thing in my life was that mantra. My grandma made me a needlepoint pillow of my mantra, and it was the only thing I wanted to bring away to college when I left. I went, oh, but that's it. We really can make a difference if we just keep repeating what we stand for, and it'll counter people who are against our mindset. So does that mean it's too late for teenagers? <laughs> it's never too late. It's never too late. Expect them to go into a little egocentricity. They are. And we know that they also have tween girls have a tougher time just during that period of being able to read other people's emotions. But don't stop and wave the white flag. You know, the entire counseling industry would go out of business if it was too late. We're still as adults trying to get a better feel on how do we develop empathy. But if we really be intentional as parents, and we find opportunities for our kids to do good, and we send them those messages that it's what we stand for, what we'll be doing is raising good people. Now, you also talk a bit in your book about um, uh, literary fiction. We're big supporters of reading on this podcast. And so can you talk a little bit about that, about how reading affects empathy? I uh, Thank you for bringing that up. I was a former teacher, and my favorite thing in the whole wide world was reading books, literary fiction to kids. But the best news is the research now actually proves that when we read literary fiction, that is not Fifty Shades of Grey, but that's Charlotte's <laughs> Web, <laughs> kinds of books that elevate your heart, it actually helps kids. It's one of the few mediums that helps kids transport themselves into another world of the character. So get out Stone Fox or To Kill a Mockingbird or Charlotte's Web or film does the same thing. You can watch really? Dumbo with your five-year-old. If it's literary fiction and literary film, you can... Get the, you know, it's, it's those ones when you watch Schindler's Wrist and you cry, you know you're at the right kind of a film. So you find those, and uh, there are, Selfie has dozens of books that are listed as, here's the mm-hmm. ones that help your child. But you always choose the ones 
that are going to be age appropriate, obviously. But then you sit down and you watch it together because the moment is, oh, my gosh, can you imagine what he just went through? Oh, my gosh, he was so compassionate. Look what he did for his friend. And you're not only instilling a moral identity, but you're helping elevate your child's heart. So are you also working with parents? Because I think what Andrea touched on earlier was also true, not just in the you know, entitled or rewarded culture that we have, but also the way parents model this behavior from from yeah. road rage to, you know, um, a host of ways that parents might talk about other people or other parents. Um, it seems to me that at the end of the day, right, our kids are always modeling um, what they're seeing, and that might be part of this problem, too. Well, it's, it's also back to the election. It, it mm-hmm. becomes very scathing on what's going on because kids are copycats, and I swear they come with video camera recorders inside their heads. <laughs> back to it's also proven. Uh, when I started this project of really trying to figure out what boosts empathy by studying the opposite of people, the evil, I, I, I actually visited every Holocaust site, uh, the, the killing fields in Cambodia, Auschwitz, Dachau, but at the end of the site, what I, Rwanda, I'd go into the little bookstore and find a stack of enormously powerful books that are being missed, and that is what created the rescuers. The, the hundreds of people mm-hmm. who aren't being credited because altruistic people don't look for a trophy. They do it because they think it's a good thing to do. And when they interviewed these people, thousands of them, who risked their lives to help perfect strangers going onto a boxcar into a death camp, they all said it was how I was raised. And then the interviewer would say, how were you raised? I watched my dad. He was always kind and caring. My mom always served an extra plate for somebody who was who was destitute. My mom always made an extra set of cookies, and we brought it to the neighbor next door. Modeling is the powerful piece, and I think what we've got ourselves into is thinking we all need to be a to-do list. we got to do this, 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 or we got to hire our kids to this, 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 when reality, the most important thing is tuning up what, how we want our kids to turn out in our own behavior. Yeah, it always comes back to us, right? <laughs> At the end of the day. Yeah. But it's so true. It's, it's I th- simple kind of things. If you could just ask yourself each night, here's guilt number one. If my kids had only my behavior to watch today, what would he have caught? Mm-hmm. Ah, I, I do that with parent sessions, and you can just see these looks of, oh my God, gasped on parents' faces. I said, just tune up how you want your child to, to be. And the best way to do it is in your own self, not in a program, not in a package, not in an app. It's in you and your own behavior. I think that's so true. And what you say, you know, people want their kids to be successful and and well-adjusted and happy kids. And I think that well-intentioned or not, they raise their kids, you know, with entrepreneurial skills and acumen and and technology and ways to get ahead. And I think that um, anymore, parents don't take the time to teach you know, boy, that little boy's feelings were really hurt. You know, could, do you want to talk to him, or how would you feel if that happened to you? I think that we tend to gloss over that now. I, I do. I think the first thing is we've narrowed our definition to to a GPA of when we say that's what success is. When we need to widen it, Harvard uh, Business Review to uh, Forbes, all of them are saying in the business world they're looking at the number one employability factor besides emotional intelligence, is empathy. Number two is when I was writing this book, I was blown away with how highly correlated 
uh, success and happiness and empathy all are together. For instance, more popular children are empathetic. If you want a happy kid, boost empathy because they're more likely to be liked. And the highest correlation of happiness, not only now but in the real world, is our relationships with our spouse, with our friends, with our children. There's no do-over on that one. Mental health needs are highly correlated with empathy as well. Unselfie has over 300 activities in there. There are dozens of very simple ways that are based on true, proven research that don't take a program, don't cost a dime, but will raise not only more successful and happier kids, but more empathetic kids. And I think in the end, what we need to do is rethink what success and happiness really is all about. I think that's the best thing about this book. I, I don't think, I, I guess we didn't say that in the beginning, but this is really a hands-on book with real concrete sort of tips and ideas and for how to, and resources and how to instill empathy. It's not just your basic parenting book that's just telling you how bad things are and what you didn't do and what you should do to make you feel bad. It's a really a great manual. I mean, for me, I think it's a great like baby shower gift um even oh, you know or first you. birthday <laughs> gift for the mom and dad you know because i i think it does start really little i mean even my three-year-old niece i see her playing with her baby doll and how she projects everything she's heard in the world onto her baby doll all the time and now i said to my sister the other day like wow you better stop complaining about work because all my niece did and my oh. baby said for her was be like i have to go to work oh no i hate going to work and i was like oh my god <laughs> I was like, you are so found out. Um, My son used to do that. He would drive around in his little red plastic car thing and go, I can't find a parking space. (laughs) At least he didn't use four-letter words. If I had imitated my dad, that's how I would have done it. But uh, so, <laughs> but it is there, right? They're watching you. And uh, actually, Hillary Clinton just put out that brilliant ad of children oh, watching yes. the the vitriol that's going on right now and saying our children are watching. And it it is always true. And I think you always have to be mindful that you have a little sponge slash parrot in the house um, taking their cues from you. Oh, I think you've nailed it, because the other thing that all of the research is saying, particularly Yale, is doing the most amazing studies, but they're doing them with infants, Hmm. and what they're discovering is what we never suspected, how much is going on in those little ones' minds. Mm -hmm. Even at 15 months of age, they've already proven that kids clearly prefer helpers as opposed to hinderers, little puppets who help as opposed to hurt they're already clamoring towards them and they model that behavior so we need to tune in and realize empathy our children are hardwired for it that's already a given and a miracle but unless we nurture it it lies dormant and i fear a lot of our kids are in sleep mode just because we haven't put a lot of emphasis on it it's simple it's easy We can do this, but we just need to be a little more intentional. We need to look at there's nine habits, and if we do these nine habits, starting with emotional literacy, then moral identity, we talked about that one, perspective taking, being able to figure out where the other person's coming from. The most brilliant example I ever saw of that one was in Armenia. I was looking in Armenian schools. Every child in Armenia, starting at the age of seven, is required to take chess. They have a full-time chess teacher in every school. Now, the reason isn't to boost math and academics, though it does, but to teach character and perseverance. And I'm watching Armenian second graders looking at one another and their little partner going, and you could just watch their little brains. I don't know Armenian, but I could see their brains going, I think he's going to move that. Right. Looks <laughs> frustrated. Oh, my gosh, look at how his eyebrows are up. 
I think I should move this piece here. And I'm going, brilliant. <laughs> because, you know, we can do that with shoots and ladders. But collaboration <laughs> is another one. Moral imagination of using reading is another habit. And then finally getting to moral courage. Having our kids, if they have empathy, then teaching them moral courage skills so they can stand up to others. They're the best hope we have to uh, teaching our kids bystander skills so they become upstanders. And the most brilliant examples I ever learned on that, Navy SEALs, what I was working on Pentagon bases, told me simple strategies they're using to keep fear and stress down, to keep their empathy and courage open. So there's whole sections of the simplest ideas that you could possibly use that the most elite forces in the world, Navy SEALs, are using. And I, I sat there listening going, my God, why are we teaching these to kids? These are so simple and proven. So there's so many ideas in there. Just find the ones that you think that your child needs and keep doing them until it becomes a habit. Well, that's all great. And we will have a link to the book on our website and on our Facebook page. I want to thank you so much for joining us today, Dr. Barber. This was so helpful and hopefully a continuing conversation that we will we will keep having as well. Oh, thank you. It was just an honor. Thank you. Bye. So we are brought to you today by Weebly. You know that great idea you have, the one you've been sitting on, the one everyone agrees is amazing, but now what? Time to get your idea out there to the world with your own professional quality website, blog, or online store. That's why I want to share how easy it is to get started with Weebly. Weebly was created for people with the courage to start their own business and dream to be their own boss. You don't need to be a web designer or know how to code to create a fantastic website. We were super impressed with the wide variety of professionally designed, mobile-friendly themes to choose from. You simply drag and drop, quickly build and publish your site. It's that easy. And you can customize, update, change your site anytime on any device. Very cool. Creating a fantastic website shouldn't get in the way of your dreams. Join the over 30 million people who are already dreaming big with Weebly. Get started today for free at weebly.com slash parenting. That's W-E-E-B-L-Y dot com slash parenting. Put up a cool website this summer. Make it your project. Work with your child. Be empathetic. (laughs) And then send (laughs) us a link. Let us see it. Yeah, we want to see it. I want to see it. I do think it's a cool summer project to do with your kid. Um, They could just post all their Pokemon Go finds. (laughs) And uh, we'll be right back with our Pokemon Go update. (laughs) You're listening to Parenting Bites with Rebecca Levy. We are back to talk more Pokemon Go. Because Amy has written a tome <laughs> that you all need to read. Amy yeah. has written the middle-aged ladies' guide to <laughs> the middle-aged God. non-gamers' guide, the middle-aged couch potato <laughs> guide. And I want you guys to know, like, which is the opposite now, of what Pokemon Go right? is supposed to yes, be. I have taken the Go out of Pokemon Go. No, I, <laughs> I, I did. I did actually play it. Pokemon um, Takeout. Yeah. <laughs> I, I did actually play it out in the real world like um you know i've played it in manhattan i've played it around my neighborhood but i'm just going to qualify this by saying i can play it a lot in my house like i I, people hate me so weird why do you think that is that you're getting new things while you sit in your house my that that's the weirdest part and you know every time i think okay it's just going to be these same four things over and over again a new creature will pop up in my house so maybe your house is haunted Maybe. I well, think, it I is think she's haunted. She's got the incense and the lure. No, I, I haven't used those. Hmm. No, I, I tried incense once in my house. It attracted nothing, which was weird because, like, normally I get things 
without doing anything. Um, no, my house is haunted. A guy, a, a Civil War general, <laughs> did kill himself in my house. Maybe he's coming back as Pokemon. But Maybe. Anyway. Um, so I decided after Googling and Googling different questions and answering a ton of questions from other moms on Facebook that there needed to be a more basic guide for Pokemon Go for people who are not gamers because all of the guides that I was reading were obviously written from the standpoint of somebody who is into gaming and you know they were using terms that I would have to google the terms that they were using to explain things and so I just wanted to do something very basic where if you didn't know anything about gaming you could look on my post and figure out what your 10 year old was saying to you so I, it's more than 5,000 words, but oh it, it's, I think it's the longest post I've ever written. Um, but it does have an index and a table of contents so that if you just have a specific question, you can jump to that. And it's just, it's, it's from the most basic stuff. It's basically everything that you need up until level five. And now I'm working on the post for level five, where you're getting into gyms and evolving your creatures and um, and and all that stuff. Yeah, I don't understand so, evolving your creatures. Yeah, I don't understand that either. But I think it's great that you did it from a basic standpoint because a lot of people don't even understand still what Pokemon Go well, is. Well, I mean, like, that's what I needed. Right, I'm not right. a gamer. But let's talk about because last week we talked about a little, you know, ways to power up and ways to hire people to do things for you. <laughs> and, and you were like, "No way! I'm so not cheating." Yeah, and still haven't said home, spent any money. And I read all these articles about kids who are like playing Pokemon for you or like leveling you up or doing things and making money. These kid entrepreneurs. I was joking with my son about it today. I said, you could sit on the couch and as long as you just charge people less than what they would have to pay in coins to get balls and stuff like that, you could just sit on our couch and every five minutes do something on your phone for them. But you have to log into someone else's account. Yeah, you'd have to log into their account. So I would not advise this for, you know, if if you think that you're going to hire a kid to do your stuff, (laughs) don't use Google to sign up. Right. Sign up for a Pokemon trainer yeah. account. And don't use a password that you use for everything. <laughs> exactly. But that's really sad. I can't oh, believe so we have cheating. to say this. Yeah. Like, I mean, I can just see... cheating. It's weird. If you're an adult hiring a child yeah, to, to get you Pokemon yeah. stuff, you but have to reevaluate see, your life. Like, I, would love, I always think it's brilliant to hire someone to wait online in Central Park to get Shakespeare <laughs> in the oh, park of course. That's, that's real business. And know, now the then for chocolate chip cookies. But, my husband and I were going to start that but business. But I mean, but then you still someone to... Play Pokemon for you is kind of bizarre. But you the know? way I look at it is, if you're if you're paying somebody to wait online for for tickets to something, you get the end benefit. You right. actually right. get you the get tickets and you get to do that. And all you skipped over was the part where you were standing there waiting. If you're hiring somebody to like go out and explore and get right. that's balls the point of the game. You, yeah, you're you're kind of missing out. And again, I'm missing out too because I sit on my couch. But um, <laughs> but but. It, there are people using it in better ways. Like I saw a friend of mine posting saying, "Okay, we're not near a poke stop, but we're having a garage sale. So we were thinking of going to a poke stop the day before the garage sale, putting down a lure, and a lure is something that attracts creatures for half an hour, so other people come because they can oh. see that there's a lure out there." She was saying, we, "We're going to go the day before, drop a lure, and pass out coupons and information for our garage sale." Hillary Clinton brilliant. is using it for registering voters. Yeah. yeah. So this was the smartest so thing I read: is that they're just going to those stops, dropping lures. They've registered a tremendous amount of voters, That's and they're going to be young people. They're going to yes. be young so explain, voters. Explain the lure. So, okay. like, I am having a garage sale. So, okay. what I want? <laughs> are you? So, are you near a Pokestop? Are you near a Pokestop? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, you have to look on the map and see. 
if you're near a Pokestop. If you're near a Pokestop, then you're golden because then you just drop the lure, right? And people, and will, people come. will come. If you're you not, you can at least put a sign to your garage sale at yeah, the nearest at, Pokestop. At the stop. So I have to go on my map on the yes. game and find the nearest Pokestop. Yes. Yeah. So here's a question. So a very brilliant Wall Street Journal uh, journalist, tech reporter extraordinaire, who I love, Joanna Stern, did this great video on playing Pokemon, but she kept calling them poke stops. So huh. is it a poke stop or a pokey stop? I no, mean, it's got to be a poke stop. It's got to be a poke stop. Because that's well, Pokemon. When I, when I say poke, like with the accent, my son makes fun of me. He said that, that kids <laughs> like do not. Yeah, he said kids do not say Pokemon. They say yeah, Pokemon. Pokey, Pokemon. So it would be a pokey stop, a pokeball. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I have to put a lore. So let's talk a little bit about businesses. Like Hillary Clinton is using this in her campaign. Businesses are using this. Well, I oh mean, my god. Oh my god. I just tweeted out a picture of Midtown right now at lunchtime. Lures everywhere. And it's I'm sure it's all of the businesses trying to get people. Right. For well lunch. they've all there's a bunch of articles on Forbes and Fortune and Inc. now about how small businesses can use it. And one of it is not just to put up a lure, but then have something Pokemon Related, oh. like so a discount. When we if you're went at a by um, Mamafuko Milk Bar, they had a special Pokemon billboard set up, and they were like, "Come on in, Pokemon!" And I think they would give you special like Pokemon sprinkles or Pokemon so whatever. If you're playing, so this is a great new business. I mean, you could be a Pokey consultant, and you could hire yourself <laughs> out to businesses and go in and, and like you could go around your neighborhood, Amy, and and say, "I can help you attract new customers." <laughs> <laughs> I I actually saw on Facebook a sign. That that said um, uh, bathroom is for Pokemon mm-hmm. level 10 and above. <laughs> this business. I don't know how you enforce that if you're going to check it at the door. But pit stop? I thought that was hilarious. That's, That's really funny. Pokemon how do you awesome. prove yourself? Yeah, you'd have to show them your phone, show them your levels. Right. So. I will say if you're not into Pokemon, you can play Ingress. You can play the game it's based yeah. on and you can and it's the same thing. It's it's people getting on teams and, it, and the Pokey stops are all the ingress stops because that's what right. it's laid over. So if you're an adult and you're like, there's no way I'm doing that, that's weird, but I would like to try this out, you could do that. Um, and I think businesses have been doing that for a while. I don't feel like that caught on in the U.S. as much. I as had never said. even heard of it. Whereas, yeah, I well, I think you have to be a gamer. I mean, I think the lure of Pokemon Go is that it is Pokemon. That you have these little creatures and you have your eggs and you have your, you know. For me, the lure it's was not that. not just gaming. Uh, for me, it was that everybody was talking about it. I ignored right. it for as long as I could, and then everybody was talking about it, so I was like, well, I, I have to check this out. And then you out. went in full on. <laughs> I did. As only Amy does. I did. Now, what I wonder is, am I going to continue after I write these guides? Like, once I've written everything I want to written, uh, everything I want to write, will I continue playing? No. I'm going to say no. Hmm. Because here's what I think. I think eventually it gets boring. For, as an adult, like... It just starts to feel so repetitive. Well, and there are already articles about what happens when you get past level 20, that it takes so much to level up that catching the creatures really isn't helping you anymore, um, that battling at the gyms isn't helping you anymore, that once you get past a certain level, the only thing that really helps you is hatching eggs. Which means a lot of walking. So right. eventually, it does uh, turn into and then a people game. People are going to get tired of walking. Yeah, eventually, it yeah. does turn into a game where really the only thing that you can do to advance yourself is walk. Yeah, that'll I be mean, interesting. Or unless they'll do something with Fitbit and they'll do something really cool and that interesting. Would be neat. Oh, that um, would be great. Integration. Or tie to Charity Miles, which Charity yeah. Miles is now has a Pokemon mm-hmm. thing. So there's there's ways they can make it more interesting, but 
let's face it, kids who live in the suburbs or kids in general, they're not going to have the opportunity to walk and walk and walk and walk right. and walk. So then they have to figure that out. I saw a lot of people talking about driving their kids around last oh, weekend God. to pokey stops. Yeah, Dear Lord. And, and yeah, so that sort of defeats the purpose of the game, too. All, All right. right. We'll, we'll check in with Amy with in a couple that, of weeks and we we'll see where she is. We'll see where she's at. And we'll be right back with our Bites of the Week. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to Parenting Bites with Rebecca Levy. We are back with our Bites of the Week, our non-Pokemon Bites of the Week. I think we have pokemon out. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, I, I I talked a few weeks ago about how distracted I get by all the screens in our studio. Um, <laughs> I discovered during the break that even though we couldn't get Pokemon Go last week in the studio, I've got it now. Oh, no. Yeah, for some reason, the GPS is working <laughs> in this room today. And so I had to put my phone on airplane That's mode. That's why I was like, it was so quiet. So <laughs> no, 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 I didn't play. I, I was like, I have to put it on airplane mode or I won't pay attention to anything. That's hilarious. All right, yeah. Amy, you're first. You're always okay. first. So this one I actually found on Facebook thanks to Rebecca, um, and I will be the first in line to buy this because the nostalgia factor on this bite is so <laughs> high with me. I think um, I know what this is. Yeah, Nintendo oh, I knew it. <laughs> is releasing a little mini NES console, and it it's, doesn't take cartridges. It's totally modern. It has an HDMI cable output, but it has... 30 games. That, Class, classic games. Yeah, classic games. Hold on, I've got all the, the list here. I'll give you, you some. Start oh, yeah, it's all them. the stuff you want. I'll give you some highlights. Um, it's got Castlevania. It's got Donkey Kong and Donkey Kong Jr. It's got Mario Brothers. Um, it has Pac-Man and my favorite, Zelda. Oh. So, um... If I'm not on the podcast next year, it's because <laughs> I'm just I'm playing this. Like I'm doing nothing because basically in college that's all I did was play Zelda. When <laughs> is this coming really? out? Yeah, uh, when is I? Uh, you know what? I'm not sure when it's coming out. Just it's, let me see. Sometime it's next I think year? It's, no, I think it's time for holiday. Oh, I hope it's in time sure. for the holiday because that's because that's, that's on that's Amy's all wish I want. list. Y'all are yeah. chipping in and getting her that right. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I I can buy this myself. It's not even expensive. It's going to cost fifty nine ninety nine. Oh my gosh! Yeah, no, it's yeah. the best thing Nintendo could do. How could you not buy it? Does it come so. with the controller? It comes with okay. the controller, and the controller looks exactly like the old. Well, that's controller. what I need. You need a real good joystick controller. I don't think it's a joystick. I think it's, it's the pad. Oh, I didn't like the pad. The rolly ball thing. Um, you know what? There's or a the picture pad. of it. Hold on, I've got a picture of it here. Um, I loved the joystick. I just, just felt like you really felt like you were moving. Well, you yeah, which direction you were going. It's that, oh, it's that. that yeah. yeah, it's oh, got yeah, the rolly yeah, ball. The it's like the plus-shaped yeah. pad. I, I actually liked that more than the joystick, so I'm all set. Oh, all right. I think we're all going to be getting that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just buy it from each o- for I'm each totally other, and we'll be it. done with Christmas right. gifts. Okay, Andrea. Okay, so mine is a gadget this week. I got a new phone to play with, and I'm usually like, meh, you know, a phone. Uh, I I mean, they're fabulous, but they're expensive. So Motorola has their new Moto G4 and the Moto G4 Plus. I've brought the G4 Plus with me. I'm kind of liking it. Um, And it's got a fingerprint reader, so it knows who I am. What I like about this phone, it's got a 5.5-inch HD screen and all that. But what I really like about it is the price. Hmm. So this comes unlocked. You can use it on Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile. That's a good travel phone. Unlocked. For $249. Right? So this is the plus. The regular G4 is $199. So I'm going away next month, going to Europe. 
I'm just going to take it over there, go get my SIM card, stick it in. It doesn't matter what network. And it's kind of cool for people who need to change. Like maybe, you know, some people use um, phones for business, phone for personal. You can swap out the SIM card. It also has a 3,000 milliamp battery. So it's going to go all day. They've tested it at about 13 hours. And it has a turbo power charger. So like while we're here in the podcast, a lot of times we plug in really Mm -hmm. quickly for 15 minutes of juice. 15 minutes of charging gives you six hours of power. So you just charge up for the rest of the day at lunchtime. A couple of other really cool things, these actions, like you chop it to, you go like this to open the camera. She's like karate chopping. I just karate chopped and the flashlight went on and off. So there's all kinds of little moto things. So check it out. We'll post a link to it. I just think that an unlocked phone at that yeah. price is great. I mean, it's cheaper that, than renting a phone when you right. travel. And at if that you price, that. like even if you don't want that to be your main phone at home, at that price, you could buy that for a trip. That's well, it's I mean. also it's a spare. Like if somebody cracks their phone or a kid in the house needs a phone, you know, and you're right. and you don't want to go buy a brand new iPhone or Samsung Galaxy right, if you're phone. My issue is so. I'm not big on Android. The first thing I did when I walked in was ask yeah. Amy how to do something. <laughs> <laughs> so as I get a little more comfortable with... Oh, and that's the other thing. It's it's full Android, but not with the overlay of every other phone company. Oh, you know, like, so you don't have okay. all the bloatware. You don't have all the bloatware. It's just Android. Cool. So check it out. Nice. Interesting. All right. This is my bite. Is of course, a TV show. I'm not joking. My <laughs> husband and I have tried like every new show there is and I most of them we haven't gotten through the first episode we're like bad 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 every show um whether it's Amazon Netflix we're like bad 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 we found the best show (laughs) it's called Stranger Things it's on Netflix it's a Netflix original it's eight episodes I I can't tell you how good this show is like crazy good every episode we're like oh my god this show is so good so it's science fiction okay so if you like X-Files slash Aliens slash E.T., it takes place in the 80s. Ooh. Winona Ryder when plays you're the mom. Nintendo. Winona Ryder plays the mom, which... Does I, she have big hair? No. No, no, no. It's, <laughs> it's like grungy 80s. Okay. Like, it's like okay. real 80s. It's not like looking back on the 80s. It's, it's not like, sitcom 80s. It actually looks like how you looked in the 80s, just like corduroy pants and, you know, bad, <laughs> bad hair, but not big hair. Um, it's... It's about, uh, it's so hard to describe. It's about like some kind of alienish escaped lab thing that you're not really sure what it is. There's this crazy lab in town that is all, you know, boarded up and gated, but obviously they're in there doing crazy stuff. And a girl who escapes from that lab. And one of the things I love about the show is it's got that like Steven Spielberg E.T group of kids hmm. and they're like a really great group of middle school kids it's exactly the kids you want to see and it's boys and a girl and mm-hmm. but the girl is super not girly at all and she's escaped from this lab and it's really complicated and you know everyone you really don't understand what's going on completely but it's something totally weird and crazy now important question would you want to watch it with a middle schooler yes like, it, it'll appeal to it's that definitely age? scary your kid has to be able to handle a little bit of fear um i think fear is good for but kids. there's no gore. like you're not quite sure what's going on so it's that kind of fear uh-huh. of like holy it's moly. not like explicit gory bloody no, it's, it's just not. psychological it's almost fear. like close encounters like that fear of like what is going on was that kid just abducted what like you don't really know what's going on huh. um 
I would definitely watch it with a middle schooler. I would definitely watch it with a high schooler. It is a show you could absolutely watch as a but family. But it's not like gory, scary. Like my son keeps asking me it's to watch like The Walking Dead, and I can't. Like I'm just not so a scary TV show Walking kind of person. The Walking Dead is just gory, right? Like gross. I don't like like that. even if you close your eyes, you hear it. It's gross. Um, this is not. This okay. is not gory, and it's not gross. It's scary. scary. Okay. Um, it may get gory at some point, but there's because right. you don't see what the thing is. And is it just eight episodes and done? Like, yes. does it have a, it? So it's a definite finish. I don't know. That's a we. That's what we were talking uh, about last night. One episode four. So like, there could be. Oh, more. Do you think there's so going to be a season we'll two? I don't think. It. I don't think I could handle that. Has <laughs> 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 to wrap up at the end. It's so good. The only thing that's weird, and I think it's just because of the age we are is Winona Ryder, that her, she's not so believable as a mom of a teenager, but I think if I were a teenager, she'd be but totally believable. if you didn't believable. know who she was. Yes. Like, she, look at how many people don't know who Scott Baio was, you know. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I'm not even going there. She should go away. <laughs> but I do think that I, her voice is exactly the same as it was 30 years ago. Hmm. So I think there's something uh. about hearing that Heather's Reality Bites voice and, like, seeing her as a deranged teenager's mom um, but I think if I were a teenager, I'd totally buy it because I yeah. wouldn't have known her right. any other way. So maybe for me, as a mom of a teenager, it's hard for me to believe that <laughs> I would look like a mom of a teenager. Um, but she's really good. She plays a very convincing, um, losing her total mind huh. mom. Like, and it's and she's right, and that's what's crazy about it. No one else believes hmm. her, but she's All right. right. We'll have to watch. Oh, you have, have to, to watch it. it. You have to okay. watch it. Okay. The name so again? Stranger Things. Stranger Things. Okay. You have to watch All it. Right. Um, okay, so that is our show for today. Thanks, Amy. Thanks, Thank you. Thank you. That was really good. Stay I cool. love talking to Dr. Borba. I could have talked to her she for was so much awesome. longer. Me too. She was amazing. Um, everyone check out the book Unselfie. We will have links to everything we talked about today on our website, parentingbites.com, and our Facebook page, facebook.com slash parentingbites. You can find us on Twitter at hashtag parentingbites. And, of course, on iTunes, Parenting Bites. Subscribe, rate, review. Buy the book and tell us what you think. Watch Stranger Things and tell us what you think. <laughs> and play Nintendo. Yeah, and then on Play.it where you can find Parenting Bites and all the CBS podcasts. Until next week. Happy, See you then. Happy parenting. <laughs> <laughs>